Mike's Daily Podcast. You might think I'm crazy. It's Mike Matthews broadcasting from Cafe Anyway, located somewhere in Podcastro Valley, Mont. Today, we are going to hear from the wonderful, what's his name? Disgruntled fiddle player. We'll get to Benita and the brewmaster. Well, I did not have the best night last night, and I will tell you why. Mike's Daily Podcast. My dog was attacked by another dog. Basil's fine. Don't worry. Mike's Daily Podcast. Now it's time for that obligatory Basil Bark. There you go. And last night it gets dark early and so I'm walking down the street and this lady goes, hey, can our dogs meet? And I go, sure. Basil's friendly. Here we go. Let's see. Oh, all of a sudden, her dog and Mike's Daily Podcast. My dog are fighting. She's got this sort of a German Shepherd Border Collie mix, and they're going at it. And Mike's she gets bit. Daily. I run around. Podcast. I hurt my foot again. Yeah. So today I'm wearing my boot again, and it. I'm just like again, and so she's like, "It's all right. No worries." I love it when people say no worries, by the way. It's everybody's using it. Instead of no problem, it's no worries. And I think we got it from the Canadians. Because I had a Canadian friend that used to say that all the time. No worries, eh? So now, everyone's using it. And maybe that's something I should live by, is no worries. But, and taking a breather. I'm taking a breather. Sorry. And just relaxing. Because look who walked in. Hi, Mark! It's Benita the Rodeo Queen! How y'all doing? Here's my horse. That's a discount field player, tell you what. What? Um, feel bad that your foot's hurting again and whatnot. Yeah, thank you, Discrunnel Fiddle Player. Oh, look who else walked in. Hello, Mike. I make the delicious root beer. I'm the brewmaster. Oh, boy, I have some right now. Thank you. I need a little root beer to cheer me up. Because I'm so sad and blue. I'm such a hurt broken man <laughs> with my broken foot well it's not broken it's got this it had a stress fracture and it I guess you know maybe I should have worn the boot a little bit longer than I did and here's today's podcast picture but I just I it was feeling better and I'm like I better just keep walking because the boot seems to be making it worse and I'm not Canadian take off <sighs> You hosers! This is a podcast picture of me in happier days when I was a happier man. I was so sad yesterday that I had to watch Amelie. I love Amelie so much. What? That's not Amelie's music. There we go. and stuff so wonderful hey you know that thing I was telling you about yesterday the the world with Scott or Lorman or whatever by the way if you if you want to work for NPR you got to have a bizarre name Kai Rizdal Lakshman Singh all those names are necessary you can't have a normal name like Mike Matthews that's too boring so the 
Amelie always cheers me up. And the person that was on the world that I was telling you about with the super high voice, I can't find that interview anywhere. But if you want to look it up, it was on Friday. And it was just ridiculous. Her voice is so high. She was like, so the Antifa, that was the thing. Antifa was the thing. Really high. Well, let's go into this. Four days after the shooting, investigators continue looking into the horrible Texas shooting. The guy, uh, Devin Kelly. Um, and he and his, his past and motive. At least 10 people who survived the carnage remain hospitalized in critical condition. Other survivors, along with members of this close-knit community, comforted each other and gathered at a memorial of crosses near the First Baptist Church. Um, apparently, he escaped from a New Mexico mental health facility in 2012, they are saying now. After sneaking gun sneaking guns into an Air Force base and commanding threats against commanders, and also apparently the uh, that they had told him at the church that he was not welcome before all this went down. Meanwhile, North Korea officials were closely watching President Donald Trump as he addressed the South Korean National Assembly, but they said they weren't listening. This according to CNN. Though Trump's the speech was a little, his tone was a little more subdued. He didn't say stuff like, They will be met with fire, fury, and frankly power, the likes of which this world has never seen before. He proposed what some perceived as a conditional olive branch. Officials in Pyongyang authorized to speak for the government, said to CNN, when it comes to Trump, quote, we don't care about what that mad dog may utter because we've already heard enough. Mm. Hey, but the good news for those of you listening to this show that are a little bit more on the liberal side, the Democrat side, Virginia Lieutenant Governor Ralph Northam uses victory speech. Yes, he won. Yesterday to tout his decisive win in the pivotal governor's race as a signal that Virginians want to end political divisiveness. And there's your daily lisp. Northam's resounding victory dealt a blow to Republicans nearly a year to the day from Trump's own election win. It's been a year since I went to bed early in the evening as I usually do and the, the votes getting counted I heard the first couple of states going to Hillary and then all of a sudden everything going to Trump and I'm taking a shower and I'm listening and I'm hearing was it Rachel Martin on NPR sounding like hysterical <laughs> and the, the, mar- the guy who looks at the stock markets he was going everything's going down the tubes oh no and Luckily, that turned around. The stock market's done really well. And, well, we haven't had World War III yet. And I'm keeping my fingers crossed. But, yeah, that was a crazy night a year ago. And then I remember waking up at about midnight and checking my phone. Just looking at the, I think I had it on Bing on my phone. Because I get points with Bing. 
and it had Trump the winner. And I, I took a screenshot of it because I couldn't believe it. That with 99% of precincts reporting, Northam was nearly nine points over Gillespie. Republican Ed Gillespie. And that was, uh, that showed the Virginia Democrat with a slight edge. Oh, he had a slight edge going into election day. And Okay, so the winners and losers of that, Democrats' morale would probably be a winner. This according to the Washington Post. It's become clear that Democrats have the momentum across the country, they say. That's apparent most notably in special elections where they often beat their 2016 presidential election performance and also on the generic congressional ballot where they lead in a few recent polls by double digits. Tragedy was overcome last night. One of the winners for the Virginia House of Delegates is Chris Hurst, the Democrat. For those who may vaguely remember that name, he is a former local TV news anchor and sadly his girlfriend, Allison Parker, a reporter at the same station was killed on live TV. You may remember that uh, in 2015, along with her cameraman, killed by a disturbed former colleague on t- live TV. Hearst quit his job to run for office in her memory, and he won yesterday in one of several surprises for Democrats. And the Washington Post wrote Democrats redistricting hopes. After the 2016 election, uh, seven governor's races were spotlighted in the coming years that would be huge for Democrats' ability to prevent another drubbing and redistricting after the 2020 census. Topping that list was Virginia. And they also write here that the losers were the Trump-style nationalism. uh, That... Both Republican gubernatorial nominees ran with a version of Trump's nationalistic, often dark, anti-illegal immigration message, and neither saw it pay off. And Steve Bannon apparently is a loser. The Breitbart head, who is now targeting incumbent GOP senators in primaries, seemed to see a good talking point coming down the pike. Even if Gillespie just kept it close, he looks foolish now. He's closed an enthusiasm gap by rallying around the Trump agenda, Bannon said, of Gillespie in a weekend piece in the New York Times. And I think the big lesson for Tuesday is that in Gillespie's case, Trumpism without Trump can show the way forward. If that's the case, Democrats better be very, very worried, except not so much. Washington Post writes Bannon's comments not only fly in the face of Trump's tweet, but they may look make it look like he totally misplayed the expectations game here, dealing a blow to his supposed political acumen. And Chris Christie, a big loser, even though he was termed out, he's done now. Um, the Trump, I guess, was trying to distance himself from the Republicans involved in the race. Now on to Snapchat. Do you use that? Snapchat's growth has slowed to a crawl. Now, I just heard this morning that there was a Chinese company that apparently has bought a huge portion of the company. The company behind the social network's uh, Snap saw daily active users climb by 5 million in the third quarter, just 3% growth from the second quarter, and 17% from a year ago, bringing its total to 178 million. That trails the 300 million daily users on rival Instagram stories. Yes. 
300 million versus 178 million. Instagram's parent, Facebook, boasted a year over 16% growth rate, but off of a base more than 2 billion users. So Snapchat's still facing stiff competition from Facebook. And finally, Uber is taking a big step towards making its vision of flying vehicles a reality, announcing today an agreement with NASA to develop a fleet of air taxis by 2020. While the ride-hailing service and the U.S. Space Agency may seem like an odd couple, the relationship is necessary in order to keep everything running smoothly when Uber ultimately takes to the skies. The Space Act that we signed with NASA is initially about collaboration around air traffic management, said Jeff Holden, Uber's chief product officer. With so many aerial vehicles flying at a low altitude, the collaboration will be necessary to help manage the skies. Yes, flying taxis. Uber also announced that LA will be the second U.S. city where it will test its Uber Air service. Dallas-Fort Worth is the first one, while Dubai will be the first global city. And Holden expects Uber will have its first flight demonstration in the year 2020 and have the service commercially available by 2023. That's well ahead of the 2028 Olympics in LA where the service could be especially useful as an already congested city prepares to host athletes and fans from around the world. So you'll show up in LA, you'll order your Uber, which will be incredibly expensive, and it'll arrive and it will pick you up. Their air travel initiative was announced last October with the promise of putting an end to long commutes, letting passengers hail aircraft ride with the push of a button. In the case of LA, Uber has 20 strategically placed locations around the city for the Uber network. It just does not seem. The idea is to build a network of vertical takeoff and landing aircraft that would greatly reduce commutes while also helping to ease vehicle pollution in major cities. In a video released on Wednesday, the company showed that it will be like, uh, what it will be like to order a seat on one of the aircraft, which will take off and land vertically. It's an inspirational way to travel too, said Holden. You push a button, fly over the city, and you land. No volatility. Really. I always heard what goes up must come down, and I'm hoping that these don't come down like just randomly in places. You know what I'm thinking. I don't know. I'm starting to panic again. I need a little Amelie music. Okay, I feel better. As we go outside a cafe, anyway, we're bringing Mike's Daily Podcast somewhere in Podcaster Valley. Oh, my foot. So, basically, the foot back in the boot. Back in the Canadian a boot. And taking off you hosers. To sum up, take off you hosers. And uh, don't let your dog... Don't walk your dog. I guess that's what I'm saying, is don't walk your dog. No, uh... Be careful around the uh, border collie mixes, because those dogs are very... Take off, you hosers. They can be a little bit, well, I don't want to say they're fighters. They like to control things. They are sheep herding dogs. So they like to sheep herd, and some dogs don't like it, like my dog. You're not going to sheep herd me. You heard me. You heard right. Next show, it's going to be Madame Rutabaga, Valentino, and Bison Bentley. Enjoy your day. 
I'll be in the process of healing, hopefully. Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye. Oh, and the picture was of me in Fairmont Ridge with a goofy hat on.